1: Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. It's Players Championship Week. I'm here with Mark Ellen. Mark, how fired yeah. up are you?
2: Woo-hoo, boy! I tell you, we have got every shot covered. I fly down uh, to Ponte Vedra first thing tomorrow morning. I am jacked. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I'll be very honest, and I've worked for the tour for a long time. Um, when I first went down there, I was like, really. But the more I go to that golf course, the more I just, uh, the more it appeals to me. The more I love this event, I mean, it, it honestly has become one of my favorites, and, 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 and the field is great, the course is great, you know, the venue is awesome. Um, you know, I think the golf course is better now in March, although summertime was always more fun because it was warmer, and there were a few more libations on offer in the galleries over there, but it's just a good event all around, and I'm excited.
1: You've opened the door to so many takes that I have here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this one. Do. <clears> okay. I know, you do. You, you you know you know the buttons to press. I'm gonna start with this one. I th- I think that so I always I, I'm big on overrated underrated because I don't think anybody properly rates anything. Mm-hmm. How about this one? I think I think TPC Sawgrass is is way underrated.
2: I would agree with that because when people well the first time I played it I've played it one time, all I saw was disaster because you stand on the tee. And there's peril everywhere. There are these bulkheads and water and 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 papyrus, or not papyrus, and and, uh, palmetto bushes everywhere, and it just looks dangerous. But then, when you look back and you really appreciate the design of the place, and you see how, if you're prepared to take on the tough line off the tee, it makes the approach shot easier. So, so there's this risk and reward element to the place, and then. And um, when you appreciate what the PGA Tour has done there, you know, when you dig into the history with Dean Beeman buying that place uh, for a dollar, I think the check was, and what it's turned into, it's, 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 a, it's a miracle of design. And the way the thing's grown every year and the way the players embrace it as their championship. Yeah, I do think it is. And, and the players, once they get there, like Rory admitted that he had to learn to love the place and he had to change his strategy to play the place, and he has now, so as a result, he's the defending champ. So, yes, I agree with that take.
1: I was there in 17. That's the only time I've been there. That was the Siwoo Kim just run away. Just, it was like Tiger in 97 is what it felt like, Siwoo Kim running away at, at <laughs> TPC Sawgrass. He had like 15
2: uh, putts in 18 holes. Oh, what was it? It was ridiculous. 21 <laughs> it was crazy. But
1: I was so enamored with... There's just so many good holes. I mean, seventeen gets all this attention, and it gets covered the most, and all this different stuff. There's so many good holes out there, and and you yeah. look at, uh, you know, you look at a hole like eleven, and then twelve, and then, you know, the closing stretch of like fifteen and sixteen, and and there's even there's some good holes on the front nine. Four is good, and it, it's just. It's, it's a really, it's a cool course that, um, gives us a really diverse leaderboard. I mean, I I was going back and looking at some of the leaderboards from past players today and it's like, I mean, even last year, Rory, Jim Furyk, Jonathan Vegas, and Eddie Pepperell. Are you kidding me? You couldn't, you couldn't throw darts at a dartboard and get those four guys in your, in your top four. I mean, it's, it, I, I love the course. I think it's super underrated. And I think the other thing that's underrated, Mark, that, that, for me is one of the media stories of the year that people i don't know you and i and people like us haven't really talked about that much every shot live yeah it's crazy. That, that's incredible and, and it's it's something for me that it's like is this what the future looks like and and theoretically it, i think it does um what's your role in all that how how are you how are you like what 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 part do you have to play in that?
2: I am on PGA tour live feature groups and the direct TV feature groups coverage. In fact, I just got a text at 4:35 PM and yours truly will be out on the golf course with uh, the top three golfers in the field, Rory Brooks and John Rahm. So, uh, um, my, I, I'll be on course roving as I normally do. I think I'll be in the booth a little bit too. We've got a preview show that airs on PGA Wednesday, where It's pretty cool. A few guys are floating around the golf course. I'm in studio with John Swantech. I'm sort of analyzing swings, and we're just sort of feeling out the place a little bit. So there's a lot of golf on offer, but as far as every shot being covered, I mean, that is just nuts. It, it is a mammoth undertaking by the tour, and and, and kudos to them, man, because they are, they're they turning golf in its head with this stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and let's... Uh... Well, I don't want to talk about it yet. We're going to talk about hey, the new Let's talk about
2: my group a little bit more. Aren't you excited about this? Do you, yeah,
1: of course. I uh, mean, Brooks might shoot like 78, 81, but man, come on. Rory and Rom will be great. Now, I, I want to talk about what the Every Shot Live thing means for the for the future in terms of the media rights stuff, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. We'll, we'll save that. Let's talk a little bit more about TPC Sawgrass. I, I wrote about this today. I think it's... I think. The move to March, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't think it's good. I mean, it's it's been awesome. Yeah. It was great last year. And Mark, here's here's where I landed on this. You look at Honda, you look at API, and then you look at Valspar next week. And those are some nasty courses in terms of how difficult they play. And TPC Sawgrass, we've seen in the, in the past, can fit into that mold. I just think, man, I think this Florida Swing, as much as I like the West Coast, as much as I like... Riviera and Pebble and all these places. I think this Florida swing thus far with uh, the players championship on deck this week has been phenomenal in terms of course setup, uh, the way things have played out and the the kind of golf we've seen.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, look at this, the draw we all know is Tiger Woods, but we have had some unreal events from the West coast, a heck starting in Hawaii, all the way through the West coast. Phoenix was a bit of a barn burner there where you've got Tony Finau. Um, looking like he's going to get his second victory, but Webb sneaks on in there in a playoff. So the golf has been great. The course has been great. But you're right. These Florida swing golf courses, man, it has been no free golf. And just like Sawgrass, it is, it's been democratic. And you cannot fake your way around there. And that's what makes these Florida courses just so um, enterprising. and And I think what makes the competition so engaging because – You've got to you've got to hit the ball. We know that around all of these uh, four golf courses, the greens are always spectacular this time of the year with that champions um, the champions Bermuda on there. So, so if you're hitting the ball flush and you're rolling the ball on your lines, you can score. So, because of that, you can see any ma- any number of players show up on the leaderboard, and it's all just a function of you know delivering when it means something and and keeping your nerve um, under the highest of pressures and tough conditions at that.
1: You know what's crazy? I was thinking about this during API yesterday. Play, the players might end up being the easiest of of the four Florida
2: events. Well, judging by the weather, I mean, I looked at the forecast. You're supposed to have like sort of low to mid-70s every afternoon. There'll always be a coastal breeze there in, in Ponte Vedra. So there's that to contend with. But with the winds we saw, those crosswinds down at the Honda, Bay Hill was just a beast. Um, and, and Valspar is difficult. You get and it's single file around there. I, I I'm you. You're you're convincing me on all of your takes so far.
1: <laughs> I just have the best takes apparently. We'll, we'll get into some. <laughs> we'll get into some of my best my, takes. <laughs> my 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 worst takes later on. That you can you just search through my Twitter feed. There's some bad ones bad ones in there. Um, let's talk about your group because uh, Rory is going in as the heavy favorite. He's the seven to one favorite. I think. I think the next closest I would say John Rahm is like twelve. Justin Thomas is sixteen. And then Mark, I think after that it's like Bryson at twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Or, or 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 some there might be somebody else that's at twenty-two as well.
2: Where's Sung J surely? Sure. I mean, I haven't looked you look at the stuff, you and Rick. Surely Sung J M is up there somewhere.
1: Yeah, he's twenty-eight. He's with DJ. He's one of the seven or eight favorites, which is just I mean, if you would have told me this time last year, Sung J.M., 28-1 to 1 to win the players, and Brooks Koepka's 40, I would have been like, what? Like, what, you, what so, alternate reality are we living in? But here so we the are. The world
2: turns, man. I mean, this is just how golf goes. Uh, I, I've heard it being said a lot of times, and and I've, from a teaching point of view, have always seen the tour as like a revolving door. Like me as an instructor, I'd be hired this morning and fired this afternoon. It's like, what have you done for me lately? And, uh, you know, on the tour as well, you guys find purple patches, they play well for a while and then something falls off. And then just the level of competition is so high that if you don't, if you're not bringing your best stuff all the time, I mean, the the fall can be precipitous. Now, not that Brooks is in that right now, but, but, but you know, things are sort of going in the wrong direction. So it, it's, it's amazing how the world turns on the tour.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, so Rory, obviously, has got the best form going in. Uh, seven straight top fives. He's been top five in every event he's entered in 2020. And it's kind of a mixed bag um, in terms of eventual winners of this tournament, how they were playing going in. If you look back at last year, Rory had uh, four top fives going in when he won. The year before that, Webb Simpson had three top fives on the PGA Tour calendar uh, when he won in 2018 going away. But then you go Siwoo, he had no top fives, no top tens even, going into his big win. Jason Day had three top fives, including two wins. And then before that, Fowler had no top fives, one top ten. And Martin Keimer, who's like the German Siwoo, I think, had no top fives and no top ten. So this is... Man, he's got two major championships and a players. Come on, Kyle. Well, then Siwoo's the Korean Keimer. I mean, what I mean by that is they just pop up out of nowhere and you're like, oh my gosh, Martin Keimer's like the fourth best player of all time. And then you won't see him for another two years.
2: Um, well, you know, I hear your point, and that's some good research by you, but it was a different time of the year when you're looking at those things. You come in here in early March. Um, some guys have not played that often, um, to be honest with you. They might have played over in Europe, or, or if you're Matt Kutcher, you ch- you're chasing stuff over in Singapore or wherever you are. Um, it's, it, it's a different sort of a comparison. But it's certainly when you show up at the TPC Sawgrass for the Players' Championship, you know, you better have brought you better. You better have your A game about you, because there's very few guys, and even Tiger, who was capable of winning with his B and C game, he's only won twice around there. So, so everyone knows if you're there and you're hitting the ball straight. I mean, look at Tim Clark, Fred Funk. Yeah, we've seen guys like that, you know, back in the day, Justin Leonard and company. But then you get Hall of Famers like Norman and Davis Love and Fred Couples. So, so if you're playing the best at that golf course, it's going to identify you. And that's, that's what I think is cool about it. So your numbers hold some water, but I think it was a different comparison with the events in the middle of the year.
1: Just to be clear, I didn't do this research. Jacob, our producer did. I, I don't, I don't do as much research as I should. Jacob does all of it. So I want to. I want
2: to I want to set the record straight there. Well, open disclosure: all of my research is reading Carl Porter articles on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a food
1: it's a, a food chain over here. At, uh, <laughs> Jacob is actually running the entire thing, uh, as we as we just found out. Now, I I think that you know I the stat that everybody always quotes is uh, no repeat winners, right? No back to back. And mm-hmm. I think it's just it's such a you, you use the, the term earlier democratic, uh, or, or you could use like meritocracy in terms of, and, and every golf tournament is, that's what the sport is predicated upon. But it just seems like, especially here, you don't, there's no like built in advantage. You got to go, you got to go play. You got to get a little lucky. You got to get the right side of the draw. Uh, it's, it's, it's major championship, like in that sense. And you know, the other thing is that, uh, there haven't been, I mean, even guys that have won the year before, they haven't played that well the year after. I was looking at uh, some of Justin Ray's stuff today, and I think the last guy to finish in the top 10 the year after he won was Adam Scott in like 04, 05. Do you so, borrow
2: information from all over the place, or what do you do? Huh? I just
1: read a lot. I just read a lot.
2: And you write a lot, too. You, you know what, too, that I was just thinking as you were talking about the not defending, the one thing about this course and the design is it sort of mitigates the driver a little bit. Uh, unless you're Rory who'd and Ricky who just decide on 18, you're just going to just hit a high towering draw over the corner of that water over there, which is insane at best, but they did it. Yeah. Um, but you watch how the course plays and you'll see a Tim Clark, for argument's sakes, hit a driver to the same place. Dustin Johnson will hit a three iron. So then it becomes sort of an iron game uh, competition from there to some of these tough targets, and then you' just got to be pretty smart in your shot selection. So that's the one thing about the place which I think um you know, sort of takes a good driver of the golf ball out of the equation some. and and maybe that was why Rory battled for a while. Now, when he was prepared uh, over recent times to gear down and and sort of play the strategy of the place, that's when he started to be to have a little bit more success. so so maybe that's a reason why you're not seeing folks defend as much because, essentially, if you put the ball in the right side of the fairway, it becomes an iron competition.
1: Which is what I want golf tournaments to
2: be, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, Yes. So you're going to get into the golf ball distance argument thing now? No, no, not that. I, I just, I want, <clears throat> I
1: don't know, like the the tee to green stuff is what I want. I, I just, I, I don't like it when we turn this stuff into putting competitions because you end up with like Michael Kim winning the John Deere because he made like 48 putts in 72 holes or whatever and played in the Masters the next year.
2: Yeah, well, yes. But look, you've got 14 clubs in the bag, and I hear your point, but you've got a putt to win. Uh, the The tour nowadays is the winners are the guys who are the best putters of the best ball strikers that week. Yeah, and for so, sure.
1: I, yeah. My, my point is just that like, I think TPC Sawgrass does a great job of of identifying who the best ball strikers are because so many of these holes, there's risk reward. And that's, that's where you separate the guys who are playing. You can't fake it. Like that's where you separate the guys that are playing great from the guys that are have a big name, but their game's just not there right now.
2: Yeah, agreed. Uh, absolutely. And that's, that's the one thing I love about the golf course. And, and then what sometimes for folks that haven't been there, what TV, sort of paints a good picture of it, but not completely. There is an element of just downright apprehension and fear when you're standing on a lot of these T's yeah. Or these fairways looking at some of these targets. I mean, 16, 17, 18, what a fantastic finish there is. First off, you take a step back or two. You've got a mean par four in 14, a good par four in 15. 16, you can see anything from three to seven. Um, heck, we've seen all sorts there at 17. Then at 18, they haven't handed to handed it to you on a platter. So there's there's this emotionality about the place as well. And every shot you over, you sort of feel like you're on the knife edge. Now, a few years ago, I think it was 16 when Jason Day won. There was that Saturday afternoon where the greens were like double cut and varnished and waxed. I mean, it was crazy how firm and fast they were. And, and the wind kicked up, and the place became next to unplayable. And Day shot a Saturday afternoon 70. I think it was held the lead. And that was the day that Ken Duke shot like this miraculous 65. I mean, it was unheard of the greatest
1: round of all time.
2: Yeah. Um, and so now, so that was the thing. The course was even more, um, had more teeth then when they could get it firm and fast because of Bermuda everywhere and some summertime winds nowadays with a, with a rye grass overseed, it's prettier. It makes for best pick better pictures. It's a little more receptive the ball doesn't hit and get on the ground as quickly. So some of the hazards aren't as much in play, but still when you're standing on T's over there, man, that place has got your attention.
1: What's your favorite hole? You can't say 17.
2: Well, the the ones that I've played, I didn't play them all very well. I, I, I love, I've always loved a par five. I think two's a great hole. Um, because you've got to get it, you got to fit a tee shot into, you've got to turn the ball from right to left on a fairway that just sits in the opposite direction to you. If you can, you can get on the green, but the green is undulating and dangerous. So I love to, I think that um, uh, you mentioned four, I like four very much, but it's just so intimidating. You'd hit to this cross fairway that sits across you, big moguls on the left hand side. Uh, but I, I think as I go through the holes, Maybe 11, uh, two, 11 and then that par three, the thirteenth. I love, and then sixteen is just another great par five. So I'm sort of giving me away, but I'd I'd say I love the par fives around there.
1: Sounds like you love every hole.
2: Well, that I'm I'm a romantic like that. If you if you had to, <laughs> if you had to put a, a gun to my head, I would sort of say sixteen. Uh, I think sixteen is just a tremendous hole,
1: not it's just because it's
2: awesome. design, but just where it sits in the tournament, and. People talk about 17, but that 16th man, it has had more say, and I think the tournament winners than anything else.
1: Yeah, I totally agree because it's such a it's such a risk reward hole. I mean, you can make a you make a three there, and you can make a nine there, and it's it, it's it's a it, depending on the pin position. There 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 are days where you if you make a nine, you just hit some horrendous shots, but there are other days based on where the pin is where you, you can make a nine pretty easily. And, uh, yeah, I love 16. I think, I think for me it's 12. I, I love the the, you you like the design there. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I think there's some, I don't know. I, I think the, didn't they redo it after the, the first year of redesign?
2: Yeah. It's, it's a better hole than what it was. I mean, you, you used to be forced to the right hand side, these big moguls down the left. You couldn't see the green, and then you played sort of a blind shot with a wedge. And so it was kind of a hole that didn't fit much. But now the thing sits in front of you. There's water all the way down the left. There's, it's drivable. They did soften the left-hand side after yeah. year one.
1: That's what I was thinking
2: of. Year one, after the changes, all the players looked at this and said, man, this thing comes in, here drawing and hot. The ball's going in the water. And so not very many people went for the thing. But the following year you saw the majority of the field. I can't remember the numbers, but have a go at the green. And so you saw some eagles, you saw some bogeys and such, and and so it's a pretty good swing hole right now in a part of the golf course where you start off with 10, which is you know in, into the back nine now. 10 is you get a tee shot away, it's a short iron. 11, you can make a birdie or an eagle. 12, you can make a birdie or an eagle. Then 13, 14, 15, you hang on, then anything's likely to happen over the... The, those those final few holes there, um and so I think how it sits and how it's designed in in the flow of the course, it just works very well.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm so pumped about this weekend. It's gonna be, awesome. um, I'm gonna be awesome. Okay, the course buddy. Well, let's talk about uh, let's speaking of let's talk about feature groups. So every shot's gonna be online. Um, again, we'll talk about that more in a second. But your four featured groups you got Rory Brooks and Rom, Mark Embleman, Yours truly will be with yep. them. Uh, one of our other feature groups is Phil, DJ and Webb. Webb might be carrying that group.
2: I'm picking uh, I'm, I'm picking Webb in that group right now. We
1: we got Ricky, JT and Speeth. Speed sneaks into a feature group even though he's <laughs> 90 to 1 to win the tournament. I'm and picking our, JT in that group. Our, yeah, no kidding. Our last one, my favorite. We we got a lot of Oklahoma State guys here. Victor Havlin, Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf. I'm picking Mark in that group. Yeah, Mark playing great. He's playing yeah. a lot, by the He's way. He's got the I, kind of game like,
2: that works around this place, man.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I think Kovlin's interesting too. He's so good off the tee. I, I don't, you know. I think it, it was funny because we joked about like his wedge game when he won a couple of weeks ago in Puerto Rico, and he said, "Well, I just I sucked with my wet with uh, my, my my short game sucks basically," and I looked up his numbers and. Market kind of does suck. He's like two hundred and thirtieth in the on the p j tour and strokes gained around the green. He's really bad around the greens. and I just I don't know if you're going to want to play a player's championship with that that kind of short game right
2: now. Well, it it begs the question if you actually listen to me or respect my opinion at all because just a few minutes ago, I said that this sort of mitigates a driver. Now that's Hovland's strength, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: uh marikawa can hit an iron up a Nat's rear end. I mean, he's that accurate. And you're telling me you're picking Hov- Hovland over Morikawa around TPC Sawgrass? No, or no, no. Same place?
1: No, not at all. I, w- I would go Morikawa. Hovland would be more of a pick around like a, I don't know, like a, like a Harding Park, like a PGA Championship, something like that, where you're just trying to see it, just hit it as far as you can. Aaron I, I, Mo- yeah, for sure. Morikawa is definitely the pick out of that group. Yeah. Is cool. Matthew
2: Wolfe, what, what, What's what's the deal? It just hasn't been that consistent lately, but he's got the kind of game where, you know, if he's so talented and he's so dynamic, he can show up at any time. Um, But you know, it's winning on the tour is great, but winning on the tour brings with it the responsibility. And I use that term lightly or the expectation from the individual who won to now win again, to prove that you were worthwhile. And then stuff starts happening mentally and emotionally and all of a sudden, players start chasing their tails a little bit. Now, and I'm not sure that that's happening with Matthew. I haven't talked with him or I haven't talked with George Gankis, his coach. But, you know, you win early and then all of a sudden you try and back it up and then you fiddle with this and you fiddle with that and you try and fiddle out your, figure out your schedule. Let's be real, yeah. A lot of these places, is the first time he's going to a lot of them too. So he's also learning golf courses, so there's some of that on the go. He's just dynamic. I mean, he can break out at any time.
1: You know, I, I think it's interesting. I was looking at, I was kind of just studying the field earlier, and the top three really pop. I'll, I'll just, I'll read you the odds here. So Rory at seven, John Rom at 12 to one, JT at 16, Bryson at 22, Fleetwood 25, Can'tley 28, DJ 28, Sung Sungjae 28, and then you go Hideki, Webb, Xander at 30 to one.
2: Webb is, is a steal. Jay is a steal.
1: Yeah, I think Hideki at thirty to one is as well. He's had a lot of success on this course, but I I don't know, man. Like it, it feels like you know every week we're like, oh man, golf is just it, everybody's playing so great right now, and then you start looking at it and you're like, well, there's there's three guys that are playing really well. That's Rory, obviously. That's Rom, and that's JT. And JT's missed two cuts out of five events this year, but I, I still would I still would put him up there. Just because mm-hmm. everything else is a top five, and then Bryson's sort of like a half tier down from those guys to where he's not—I don't think he's quite in that crew right now, but he's pretty close. And then you're like, who's playing the best golf after that? Is Have it... You mentioned Reed. Yeah. You... No, I didn't. He's thirty-five to one, but he—he's—he's
2: he's finding a way to put put up scores. I mean, last week at Bay Hill, but for that eighty in the third round. He shot three rounds under par around that place, and yeah. he would won the last time he played. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount Reed very much. I mean, he's just got enough of a chip on his shoulder right now, and he's got all sorts of confidence to, to be the kind of guy who's going to climb his way into contention.
1: I know that was my. We had to fill out a um, a picks and predictions thing on Monday, and my prediction was that. Reed is somehow involved on the weekend. Like I, I don't know if it's going to be like he's leading after 36 holes, or I didn't pick him to win, but I picked him. To, like something's going to happen with him at the Players Championship. I, I really think that because you're right, he is playing great golf. We talk about the the penalty thing and the you know whatever you want to call it in the Bahamas. So
2: 2019, man. Let's we talk.
1: We talk about it a ton because it deserves to be talked about, but he's also playing really good golf and mm. that deserves to be talked about as well. So, um, uh,
2: well, yeah, I, 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 you need to make a promise to me and everyone who's listening to this podcast from year until eternity, that when he makes a consequential putt at the Ryder cup in just a few months time, you're going to, you're going to put the headline captain America does it again. You, you got a promise. Well,
1: you know, you know, his record at the Ryder cup without speed, Right.
2: It's not very good without Spieth, you're right? It's very
1: bad. It's very bad. The, yeah, and he's going to be on the team. I can't. I, I, Mark, I can't deal with that emotionally right now during Players Championship week. <laughs> so much just,
2: excitement that I come. With yeah, it. I just can't. We'll, 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 we'll.
1: I will talk to my counselor about that later on.
2: I'm um, going to throw one more game name at you before you go to your counselor. Uh, yeah, Matt Kuchar, this week at the Players. I'm, I am, I am in serious consideration right now.
1: 55 to one it's a good number speed mm-hmm. by the way is 90 to one or he was earlier he might be up to have,
2: have you emptied the piggy bank there or what no
1: no no <laughs> chance he plays he doesn't play well there he had that fourth place fit, or that whatever it was third place finish when keimer won and was that 14 I think is when keimer won uh, but other than that, he's been, he's been lousy at, at TPC Sawgrass. He hasn't, he hasn't played great golf there. Scotty Scheffler at a hundred to one is very enticing though.
2: Yeah. But I think it's the first time he's a rookie there, isn't he? It's uh, the kind of, yeah. yeah. It's the kind of golf about, course you sort of got to know.
1: How about Max Home at one twenty five to one?
2: Are you trying to get on their podcast or what are you lobbying for something here?
1: No, no, I, I can get on their podcast whenever I want. I, I just, I think he's playing really good golf. Yeah,
2: you know, he's a nice player. He's a, he's, he's insightful, smart, witty young guy. He's a nice player. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I did this. I have a feeling this week. We're going to see all of the blue chips show up on Sunday afternoon.
1: I hope so. Uh, okay. We're going to take a quick break. Hear from our partners. After that, we're going to talk, Mark, about the uh, the new rights deal that affects it affects you about fifteen different ways. I think it affects me a little bit. And uh, then we're going to talk one and done leans at the very end. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fake you out, give you give you some fake one and done, so you'll uh, go a different you, direction. You were
2: so out of bounds last week by not letting me know who you were going with. I mean, I thought <laughs> we were friends. jeez. You know, I, 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 get, I, I get to thought I know g- <laughs> you. You're an elder in your church, and then you act like that. You better drop onto your knees, boy.
1: <laughs> I thought, I thought that. Uh, I thought I gave you Bryson on this podcast, this Monday podcast, this time last week. Did uh, I not say Bryson? You Gave
2: me a selection of names. You were like Bryson? Jacob. Heatwood, pull up the tape, Bryson, Jacob. Fill um, me out, Jacob.
1: That sounds <laughs> about right. That's, I think I think Kyle did mention
0: Bryson.
2: Yeah but he, he 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 dropped Fleetwood and Sung Jay and he he sort of disguised it amongst a number of other names there. Nice. He's acting just like the lead. He's trying to
1: keep the Peloton at bay. Yeah, leave my options open. Okay, we got we got to hear Don't from the our read, part. please. We'll be we'll be back in a second.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: the new media rights deal is done. This has been pretty much the worst-kept secret in professional golf for about the last six months. Um eh, not six months, maybe three or four months. Uh, but it did go through, uh, or it did get announced on Monday. And what that means, essentially, is uh, the PGA Tour is partnered with CBS Sports, uh, which we both work for, and then uh, NBC and Golf Channel, which are... Essentially, this the same Golf Channel is uh, a part of NBC. And, and then also ESPN Plus, And that's where exactly. uh, the, these are the different places that the PGA Tour is distributing its content uh, over the next nine years. So the deal runs uh, until 2030. Uh, the old deal is up in 2021. So it's a nine-year deal, uh, 2022 to 2030, as far as I understand it. Uh, did anything Did anything stick out as you were reading about this and talking to people about it? Was there anything that, that caught your attention in terms of the way everything's going to be structured going forward?
2: I think the addition of ESPN is a big deal for PGA Tour Live, which, you know, I, I work for CBS, Net, the network show, which is a big deal, and with the network having 19 events and now getting into that situation for CBS Sports where they're doing all three playoff events every alternate year, I think is awesome and i'm I'm excited for that yeah um, but i you know the the big one for cbs is obviously the masters and then the pga championship but then to get playoffs one you know three every three every two years all three of them i think is a big deal and they've maintained their standing with the other 19 events um but that espn plus thing streaming all of the pga tour live content from hawaii because previously live used to just go from when Uh, The golf at the contiguous states of the United States. So from like uh, the American Express, La Quinta onward. And now you've got golf in Hawaii on PGA Tour Live feature group stuff. Uh, First one is all the winners. So you'll have great groups there. And then you run all the way through the season with expanded coverage. And uh, there's there's all sorts of additional net of of options for golf fans to watch. And, And I love the feature group stuff because, it's not highlight golf like oftentimes you get you know when you're watching a network show or the golf channel or whatever. So, so to be able to watch a feature group from shot one through shot whatever is really cool. And now having all of this um, added stuff brought to you by ESPN Plus, I just think is going to be mammoth, and it's going to bring so many more viewers to uh, to the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's really interesting, and I think it's I think it's really cool. And I I think the part that that stood out to me was um, talking about, and I don't, I don't know this. You, you might know the specifics better than I do, but the way the PGA tour says, it's essentially going to take over, um, the, the basically capturing all the, the content on site. So, uh, do you, do you know what I'm talking about here?
2: Yes. Uh, well, look, the the production and the announcing and all that sort of stuff is still going to be done by NBC and by CBS. So things won't change there. But from what I'm understanding, it's everything else. You know, the management, perhaps, of the television compounds. I speak under correction here. So there's, there's a whole layer of stuff sort of underneath what you might watch on television that's going on. And I think with the T- PGA Tour managing that, uh, I think it just... Sort of better equips them, honestly, to get their messaging out properly because yeah, and, there's so many important sponsors that they have to satisfy.
1: Well, and that that kind of leads me to this this TPC saga or this Players Championship thing, where it's uh, showing every shot live. Because theoretically, if you can do that at the Players Championship, then you could do it at any event, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think the idea like floating it out there at your premier event, if you're the PGA Tour. Then all of a sudden, I start looking at this and I I hear quotes like, Hey, we're going to reinvest in our product. The product's going to get better. We're going to take over part of the production, which is what I was trying to say earlier and what you more eloquently explained, and basically create this hopefully, you know, really elite product that features as many golf shots as possible. I mean, look, Mark, I go back and and get on masters.com from last year. I can pull up any shot that I want to see from any player over the entire tournament. That is insane. And it's Mm -hmm. awesome. And you know, is it necessary every week? I don't know. Probably not. Is it an amazing thing to have at the players championship and potentially at other events throughout the year? Absolutely. And, And so I don't know. I I just, I'm very, um, I don't, I I guess optimistic about the future of the way the PJ tour is distributed across not only our platform, but like you mentioned, ESPN plus NBC golf channel, all these different places, because as a fan as somebody who loves golf, I want it to be as good as it possibly can be. And, and I think that at least the talk is right now that that's the direction everybody's headed.
2: Well, the truth of it is, is we live in an era of on-demand right now. And and I noticed this stuff going this way when I had a live streaming uh, radio show on Tour.com. And then they stopped all of that stuff to go to podcasts. And, and they did this a few years back. And that's how my On The Mark podcast came about. And, and and the whole vision there was to make stuff available for the fan to consume whenever it works for them. And so with that mindset you can see how they've now parlayed this into you know broadcasting every shot because everybody stands to gain something out of this and if the growth of the pga tour and the growth of the game are are obviously part of the goals then this is the only way you do it so the pga tour are essentially putting their money where their mouth is and they're using the monies from these tv rights deals um to to good effect
1: yeah and i think you know i think the the outcome of this, let's say it's 2026 and we're watching the travelers championship and you've got your four featured groups. They're bumping it. It it seems like two to four when they get an ESPN plus, but then you've got, you know, again, theoretically every shot live. I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing, but it, it could be. And let's say I'm a fan of, I don't know, Ben on and he's not in a featured group. I could theoretically, again, be on ESPN plus and go and click on Ben on and just watch him play his round. I don't know if that's how it's going to go, but I think the idea that it
2: could go in that direction is pretty awesome. Hey, by the way, I nearly broke my desk when my coaster stuck to my, uh, my cup when I was picking it up, but that's okay. No, it's uh, as a fan, that's a great way to go. And as a, as a parent, as a golf instructors, there's so many folks who are invested in these golfers week in and week out, even if it is, the John Deere or something like that, or or the 3M championship to, to be able to watch what your guy is doing all of the time, because that shot link, remember that that just draws linear lines and you might see your guy blow it 50 yards into the native area. Um, uh, But, but somehow the guy got a bad bounce off a tree and it ended over there. So, so, so to get, you know, perspective to what you see on shot link, I just, I just think it's very cool for the fan and for the, and for the support staff and for the families and, and everybody, really.
1: I'm going to sell out our producer, Jacob, because he just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. He just I'm messaged me and he said, thing. are you sure you want to watch all 45 Ben-On putts in any given round? Ben-On might have been a bad choice to uh, to throw out there. But no, I, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's exciting for us, yeah, right? Jacob's like Jacob's blushing right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exciting for us uh, working for CBS Sports because you want to be where live sports stuff is and especially for you being on the broadcast. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's an exciting thing. And for me digitally, it's an exciting thing. And yeah, I'm fired up about it and I hope the product just keep, continues to get better and better, uh, in the years to come. Okay, Mark, I'm going to give yeah. you, I'm going to, I'm going to clear the stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit record on your on your phone if you need to whatever you need to do. I'm gonna give you my one and done lean as of Let's, right now.
2: Slow down, I gotta hit record. <laughs> All right, go.
1: So players championship this week. I'm in first place in our one and done league. You are
2: you're out of the cellar.
1: You're in sixth. Congratulations.
2: Florida swings with a big time to show up. Huh?
1: Yeah, good job. You finally passed a million. Um, my one and done lean right now Monday. March
2: nine, is Tommy Fleetwood. The of our Lord 2020. It's Tommy Fleetwood. You are going to peel out of that on Wednesday afternoon. I'm prepared to lay my mortgage on that.
1: Probably by Tuesday afternoon, but yes.
2: <laughs> Your early lean. You see, this is exactly what we were talking about. You like fumbled uh, Brass and DeChambeau into a list of early leans. and my Pull up the tape. Pull it up. Somebody <laughs> pull it up. Early lean Fleetwood. Hmm. Yeah,
1: he's he's the all-time leader in strokes gained at this course. Um, he finished top ten each of the last two years. I'm not scared by the miscut last week. I don't care about it at all. Uh, he's played really well in 2020, and I don't know. I don't feel great about it. But
2: yeah, that, that that you know what I'm going Tuesday morning. That that uh, that changed. That's been changed. <laughs>
1: well, okay. So I threw mine out there. What 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 do you got? What are you
2: leaning toward? Well, if I wasn't so hot now, I'm giving away my, my cards, right? But if I wasn't so hot on Webb Simpson at the Wyndham Championship, I would go with Webb. That would be You're my... worried
1: about the you're worried about the Wyndham Championship right now?
2: Big guy, have you seen all champions when you hit the final the quarter mile post when when you make the last bend, that's when the champions kick in. So I've got my Wyndham into the playoffs, planned already. So, I'm um, if I wasn't so hard on Webb, I'd go for him. Um, right now, he's every little bit of me is really interested in Sung Jm, but but Matt Kuchar. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Matt Matt has caught my attention. Um, because I'm sort of trying to save some guns. But you know what? I I might, I might just pivot to John Rahm and Daniel Berger and Terrell Hatton. I mean, whoever. I'm not gonna let you know what I'm doing. You're, you're just, I think he's just named half the field. <laughs> I didn't name Fitzpatrick. Uh,
1: the other two guys that uh intrigued me were Hideki and uh John Rom, who you also mentioned. Yeah.
2: Now, all jokes aside, um, I, I'm, I'm sort of sitting in the midst of Rom, Sung JM, uh, Matt Kucher, and then I am considering Adam Scott because I'm trying to figure out where to get him in in the rest of the year, and this place makes sense because he is a good iron striker, and he's been playing pretty well of late.
1: I need to get uh, our producer, Jacob, his one and done, lead. he just gets to listen to this and just draft off of our... Uh...
2: And then he passes the he passes the podcast over to all of the other guys, Michael Kaiser and Eric and company, and then they just copy what he said. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you notice this? It's so crooked. He,
1: wow. He's, he's, Marikawa, uh, Colin, whoa. Colin Morikawa. Did not see that coming. I love it. That's excellent.
2: Well, look, he's uh, he's right in, he's nipping at your heels right now. That's actually, that is a sound pick, but I think he was listening to our, car, our Marikawa take when we were comparing the three Oklahoma State boys. <laughs> Don't you think?
1: Yeah, a lot of Oklahoma State guys in featured groups. A lot of Arizona State, John Ron, Phil Mickelson. Uh, you got some Coastal Carolina with DJ. Florida State with Brooks. Uh, Texas with Spieth. Should, should be a fun week. Um, okay, speaking of this week, Everybody uh, is on deck on Tuesday, Mark. We're going to have a big show, CBS Sports HQ show, on Tuesday afternoon at 4.30 Eastern. Me, you, Greg Ducharme, Rick Gaiman, uh, we'll have a huge preview on uh, CBS Sports HQ, which you can pull up on the CBS Sports app, or you can go to cbsports.com slash, uh, I think it's HQ, slash live. I need to figure out what that is. I just pull I just pulled up on the app. Um, you know
2: on the previous podcast, I want all of the listeners to go back and listen to the professional toss that you made going from tea times to supreme golf. That was a birdie. You've just made a massive bogey with that uh, with that with that read right there.
1: Well, I was correct. It's cbssports.com slash slash hq. So
2: we okay, look, golf is a game of recovery. I'll let you do that all over.
1: I got up and down for par. Um, or you can go cbssports.com slash live. So anyway, go there 4:30 Eastern on Tuesday. Thank you, we'll Jake. be breaking down everything. And then, uh, after every round we'll have reaction episodes. So th- those, those episodes won't be long unless Spieth is leading. Then they will be like three hours each with me, with me breaking things down. Uh, <laughs> but we'll have some fun with those. Uh, and then Tuesday we'll have our regular, uh, DFS breakdown with Rick and Greg. So you and I probably won't talk again until Thursday or Friday. Actually, we'll talk tomorrow on our show. But then in terms of podcasts, we probably won't talk again until Thursday or Friday. So um, go back to your uh, go back to your one and done, cave. Figure out who you're going to pick. And uh, we will talk some trash later on, Mark.
2: I look forward to it, Kyle. You're always one of my favorite stops. You know what? I'm going to go and read all of your articles from the last three months and make my one and done pick don't do that it won't go well (laughs) you're the leader right now aren't you i am
1: yeah that's true that's a good short-lived okay mark we'll talk soon catch you
2: later